Hello everyone, this is Aditya Mehta, your host at the podcast on personality development. Coming back with the new season, The Career Stream, where I'm going to bring the career experts from all around the world so that we can learn some valuable skills to set our course to the best career possible. So make sure to hit that follow button so that you don't miss out any episode. Thank you so much for listening. I'm glad you're here. Hello everyone, this is Aditya Mehta and you are listening to the podcast on personality development. Achievers never expose themselves, but their achievements expose them. And to become such an achiever, you need to have a mentor who has studied those amazing achievers. With us in this episode is one such mentor who studies those achievers, their attitudes, their behaviors, and how did they face challenges in their own way. She is a chief learning officer, assistant dean, and an executive director. She has been hailed by the journal Nature and Columbia University as an expert in mentoring and leadership development. And she is also a contributor to Forbes and Psychology Today, where she writes about optimizing success. So please allow me to welcome Dr. Ruth Gottian. First of all, Ruth, uh, thank you so much for taking out your valuable time and being a part of this show. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. I love talking about success, so I'm excited. Wonderful. Uh, I'm so excited to, you know, ask you questions as well. But uh, first of all, Ruth, if you can just give give a brief introduction about yourself, like what I just said might just be a trailer. Uh, so yeah, please go ahead and give you a brief introduction. Sure. So um, again, my name is Dr. Ruth Gotian. I am based in New York. I am obsessed with success and high achievement and what it takes to get there and keep it and how how us mere mortals, how we can achieve greater success. So I literally got a doctorate in success. I went back to school at the age of 43 while working full time, got my doctorate and um, studied extreme high achievers. So I regularly talk to Nobel Prize winners and astronauts and Olympic champions and CEOs of major organizations to figure out how they became so successful. and. I realized that a Nobel Prize winning scientist is just like a gold medal figure skater. And if that's the case, these are learned skills. And if they're learned skills, I'm an adult educator. I can teach them to you. So I reverse engineered the process, wrote my book, The Success Factor, go around the globe talking and teaching about it. That's just wonderful. I mean, uh, the way you present it, it's just amazing. And the analogies which you gave I mean, I don't have words actually to describe them. Normally, I'm not this excited or nervous at the same time. Uh, But, uh, you know, for me, people like you are the real celebrities who actually are doing a great job mentoring people. And, uh, you know, mentoring sometimes become really important, you know, like there are so many people around the globe who might, you know, like there are professional mentoring uh, 
you know tutors there are professional yeah. mentoring institutions but there are so many people who cannot afford uh, those kind of things right and it, it it becomes really important when people like you come across and you know study those high achievers and uh, create a podcast out of it it's it's just uh, an awesome thing and uh, i really appreciate what you are doing what work you are doing and you being obsessed with success is uh, you know i i i'm really sure that that's being uh, seen in the students which you mentor as well so wonderful wonderful job ruth and uh, my first question goes uh, like you know you mentioned that you have studied high achievers and uh, like you know gold medalist and many more people like that what is that one thing which and maybe it can be more so what are those things which were actually common between all these achievers there's actually four things that they all had in common and i think what's important to realize is that these are not habits because we can't copy other people's habits if i'm a morning person and you're a night owl and if i'm the high achiever and like to wake up at 5 in the morning and get 5 hours of work done before most people wake up that's not going to work for you if you only want to sleep at 3:00 in the morning so that's why habits are not really something that you can copy from other people but mindsets absolutely are so all the extreme high achievers had four things in common the first one is they are intrinsically motivated to pursue something there's something they are so passionate about it's the reason they wake up in the morning it's the reason they have a hard time going to sleep because their mind is constantly thinking about it and ways to improve and ways to get it better they love doing it so much and they would do it even they would do it for free if they could they're not doing it for what we call extrinsic motivation the awards the diplomas the promotion the recognition that's when other people judge you and when other people judge you that's not sustainable you'll either fail out or burn out but when it comes from within then you can really continue now what happens is when you're so passionate about something you're going to outwork everybody and i don't mean you're going to work 80 hours a week i mean you're going to make every minute that you work count you're going to shut off those distractions because they're distracting you from your goal the third thing that all of the extreme high achievers have in common is they have a very strong foundation which they're constantly reinforcing so anything they did early in their career they continued to do late in their career they didn't stop just because they got some big award or medal so the the basketball greats the same ones you would see doing the nba or the olympics or the same ones you'd see seventh graders do same exact thing and the last one is no matter your achievement the nobel prize you went to space as an astronaut an olympic medal whatever it is you always know that you don't have all the answers so you surround yourself with people who could help guide you that's where the team of mentors come in but it's also being open to new knowledge. So it's not realistic for people at this stage of their career to go back to school and sit in a classroom all day, but they can read books, read articles, read blogs, listen to podcasts, hopefully I'm sharing good stuff here, YouTube videos, LinkedIn learning, um Clubhouse, there's all these different ways where you can learn new things and that's what has made them so successful. So those are the four things, the intrinsic motivation, the work ethic, strong foundation, which is constantly being reinforced, 
and the learning through informal means and mentors. Wow, that is just amazing, Ruth. I mean, you know, I constantly say to people, and uh, I think that's where the English proverb comes: that if you stay with five intelligent people, you're going to be the sixth one. If you stay with five billionaires, you are going to be the sixth one. And uh, if you stay with high achievers, you are going to be the higher achiever in your life as well. So. the most important thing which i really really found important i mean all the four things are completely important but there is one follow up question over here like you mentioned that you have to surround yourself with the people who are doing some great things and from whom you can learn but most of the people are not able to find it if you can give you know some suggestion like where can they find it where can they be in a group with the people of high achievers and uh, you know they can create some new magic out of it and you know like you meant you also mentioned clubhouse once like and clubhouse is a platform which is amazingly designed i really appreciate the work done behind the clubhouse but uh, as in people who are you know at that higher achievement might there might be a case where uh, you know you are still sitting in the audience and you might not be allowed for like you know two or three sessions in the speaker panel as well so my question over here is how a person okay has to have that patience of still sitting over there listening to what they are speaking and like you know how they can do that I and mean, you got my question right so i think you need to really surround yourself with interesting people so yes the speakers on the stage have been predetermined pre-vetted so they're amazing people for the most part and by all means you can try and connect with them but those might be the hardest people to connect with I encourage you and especially now this is something that has really come up during the pandemic with all the virtual meetings and webinars and LinkedIn lives and all of these other opportunities I want you to try and look at the audience members and read the chats and see who really made a comment about something that really resonated with you and then connect with them offline and say You know, Aditya, I really appreciated the comment you made at the such and such webinar about whatever. It really resonated with me because whatever. And now you start a communication with that person. Now you know you're both interested in this topic because you are both audience members in the same webinar. So we're always thinking that our mentor has to be somebody senior and very very experienced, but sometimes your mentors can also be your peers. and they can also be people who are junior to you and you really need to be open to that as well. So those are really the the different ways so definitely utilize the chat, reach out to authors as well if somebody wrote articles, if there's whatever um journal you like to read, if it's Harvard Business Review or Forbes where I write, Psychology Today where I write, Inc, Fast Company, wherever it is that you write or where you that you read, reach out to the authors and say I really liked your article about such and such and tell them why and if you like those authors you can connect with them on LinkedIn and then you'll they'll always post their articles and you can continue this conversation not so much that you're stalking them but enough that they actually start to recognize your name and every so often um you can ask a question 
don't ask, don't make a transaction. Also, don't ask them for a favor, but you can definitely ask them for their perspective. Wonderful, wonderful explanation, Ruth. I really appreciate it. Uh, you know, but there is one thing which always uh, had been bugging me, and I'm definitely sure, like all the people out there are still wondering that there are so many great people over the internet and there may there may be juniors as you mentioned which who can be your mentor there can be peers who can be your mentor but how actually to recognize that mentor how does one find a mentor which actually suits them you know like uh, okay this is my mentor and i can learn a great amount of things from him what is well, I think one of the things to realize is that it shouldn't be one person because one person can't be everything you really need a team of mentors where there's something that you can learn from each and every person now these team members are at the different levels senior to you at your level junior to you within your industry outside of your industry within your field outside of your field because you really want that diverse group so you can learn from different people and that's really the best way you want people who know the personal you the professional you the aspirational you because that's really going to help you if you can find a group of people where as you need something you have different people that you can call on and in fact Aditya if your listeners want a template of how to create their own mentoring team they can download for free the template there's a worksheet right on my website which is ruthgotian.com slash mentoring team so they could just go right there and download that that's wonderful so audience i know we mean uh you know audience just likes to you know click on the link and then go directly to that website so audience i'm going to specify that link in the description make sure to check it out and uh thank you so much ruth to actually you know pointing that out that would help definitely me and a uh, lot of the people out there and i'm going to you know download one uh thank you so much for pointing that out uh now you actually mentioned while well, like before as well that you know achievers are basically lifelong learners as well yeah yeah and like and there are certain adults in the industry who might you know feel this the 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 thing that you know after this age i cannot learn a particular thing okay like you know uh, there are, there is one of my uh, uncle who is like 40 years old and he told like he told me once that you know what like today's market needs so much amount of technology and i don't know technology and i told him that you you can learn technology i mean i am i am a coach i am technology coach i i can teach you things and what he said is that uh, i don't think i'll be able to learn at this age uh, but uh, i i i didn't understood the perspective of him but obviously you know there are many adults who are thinking this way so if you can guide them like how an adult can learn things which are very much essential for, for them it's not even about the learning of technology it's about learning new ideas and learning how the technology processes information that's more important than knowing what to press at any one time it's figuring out this new way of analyzing data of processing information but in terms of even operations you can learn new things from reading or watching videos or whatever it is so if you look at the some of the richest people in the world mark cuban bill gates warren buffett 
They all read three to eight hours a day. That's not what made them billionaires. What made them billionaires is that they were open to new ideas. And then what happens is they start seeing all of these ideas in front of them and they start making connections that other people don't see yet. And that is how they become so successful. But you need to collect a lot of random information and start seeing the gaps first. Wonderfully explained. I mean, uh, Ruth, to be very honest, I mean, I didn't actually uh, recognize that before. Like, I am a reader too, but, you know, relating things, uh, you know, when at the correct time is the bigger challenge for me as well. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm improving on that. But thank you for pointing that out as well. Uh, you know, as, as I told about challenges as well, you know, I'm definitely sure that many of the people might have faced, you know, many of the achievers might have faced the challenges as well during their maybe initial years and maybe they are facing challenges today as well. Uh, how did they dealt with the challenges and how do you feel if let's say someone is facing through the challenge, how can they deal with them at the same time? So the way high achievers look at challenges is very different. They never question if they will overcome the challenge. They have the confidence that they will. So instead, they shift their entire focus to how to overcome the challenge. What is the strategy I haven't thought of yet to overcome this challenge? They know they're going to get over it, through it, around it, under it. They know they're going to get to the other side of it. So all of their focus is on developing a strategy to get over this latest challenge. The other issue that they have is that they have a mentor who really helps guide them because what happens is when you're knee deep in a struggle and a challenge, you can't see anything. You have zero perspective because you're so deep in it and the mentor can really help offer that additional perspective. Wow, wonderful. You know, like you, you actually made sure that, uh, you know, mentors are really, really important and uh, mentors are the one who actually give you a correct key to success as well so yeah. wonderfully explained the uh, growth and i'm definitely sure like you know there are so many people who are getting a great amount of value from you right now uh, another thing which i want to ask you over here as you mentioned that uh, you know they have a particular strategy for developing a solution they change their focus right to make sure that they find a solution but aren't they are the only person who have different jobs at their hand as well and they they might have to multitask as well at most of the times how do they manage multitasking or maybe they aren't i mean i still want to know about it like when they have so much work about of, of all these things yeah. which are in their head and still yeah. they are you know maintaining a focus on developing a solution how can they do that i mean that's the biggest challenge anyone is is facing right yeah so i think they're very good at saying no i think they're really really good at saying no because they realize that if they say yes to everything then they're saying no to the thing that's most important to them. And then they just don't have time to pursue that thing that's most important. So they work really, really hard to really cut out the distractions. And they've really focused their day in such a way that they can leverage the optimal minutes. And I think it's really about structuring your time, structuring your day and learning how to say no. Wow. Okay. Uh, 
wow that's wonderful learning how to say no uh, you know it's it's really important and you mentioned it very nicely i mean you explained it very nicely but you know saying no uh, you know like people who are at the very initial stages of their career okay like they know that if they aren't going to you know work okay there are certain things which might happen to them you know like maybe they are getting fired or maybe you know the, the they they might not get the appraisal they want etc 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 and you mentioned before as well you know like high achievers don't uh you know go for the recognition but they are passionate about what they want to do regardless yeah. of they are getting the recognition or not yeah but at the early stage if you know like a student is just graduated and uh, you know he is going for a job he is going to achieve something great and if they try to say no to certain things they are still going to think that this might get affected for my appraisal or in my performance what would you like to you know suggest them or what would you like to say to them Look, do you want to be a generalist who knows how to do a lot of things not great, sort of mediocre, or do you want to know how to do things but really specialize in one thing where you become the expert that everyone comes to? That's what you want to be known for. That's what you want to get to. So sure, you know enough to be dangerous, enough that you can help other people if there's a time crunch or resource crunch, but you want to be known for something where you're the expert in the room and that takes time and that takes focus. wow okay i mean your answers are just great i mean it's just straight to the point and i love that way of answering i mean not many people does that but you know great answers i mean i'm loving this <laughs> conversation right now however you know like you mentioned and you know uh, that there are mentoring mentors who actually have around them as high achievers they have mentors around them to develop a solution for them and give them ideas and obviously they are open to ideas as well and then they can relate in a particular situation but i think the most important thing over here is one should first learn to develop his or her mentoring team right and as you mentioned that it can be junior it can be senior it can be peers of yours but still you know maintaining that mentoring team i mean creation is a complete different thing than maintaining those mentors around you so what advice would you like to give for that for just maintaining those mentors around you and that might be really helpful for me so that you will be around me for a longer period of time yeah look being a mentor is not a life sentence and as you advance in your career whoever it was your mentor early on in your career might not be a great mentor later on in your career they might be a good friend but they may not be a good mentor because that's not their area of expertise So you want to have really a diverse mentoring team. So when I wrote the book proposal for the success factor, I showed the proposal to one of my mentors who had written several previous books. Because she had experience writing books, she knew how to write a winning book proposal. I did not show the book proposal to the lawyer who's never written a book, who's on my mentoring team. Okay. Because he doesn't have that experience. So now 
I call on them for different things at different times, different reasons. So you have to really have that diverse group and you call on them when you need them. And when you will not, their, their contribution is not going to be so helpful because you've outgrown them in a sense. That's okay. They can be your friends. Wow. Amazing. But, uh, I, I really appreciate you giving that example as well. I mean, I am, you know, I don't have words to actually describe your, uh, you know, intelligence on the topic. Uh, I mean, obviously it's not about intelligence as well. Your knowledge is just amazing, but it's mainly all about all the research you have done uh, over the years and uh, you writing, uh, in, you contributing in the Forbes as well as, uh, you know, the, uh, the psychology today. I wanted to ask you this and uh, you know like you are uh, also you you just won a beautiful trophy as well in in the recent times that is uh, yeah. of thinkers 50 uh, you were one can't of the, <laughs> and you were one of those 30 people who actually got that trophy so I actually want to ask you like now obviously you are a great achiever as well uh, so I wanted to ask you, like, did you, you, you obviously seem so, uh, you know, down to earth, so humble, uh, and you know, ready to participate in whichever way you want to. I mean, you can in different kind of things. Okay, how how do you do that? I mean, you know, staying humble is. I, I mean, see, it's. It, it directly, you know, there is a direct ratio between uh, your humbleness and the things you achieve, you know, like once you start achieving things, your humbleness goes down, you you try to have more pride in yourself and I've seen people that way. But, you know, as you are an high achiever and uh, most of the high achiever who have a great things in life, I've seen that they are really humble and they don't get easily you know angry on people they don't easily get frustrated uh, they always try to respect other people as well so what is that one secret which you high achievers have and uh, you know if you would like to give any advice on that so it's interesting um first of all i don't i don't know that i am a high achiever i research high achievers and in fact all the high achievers who i do interview, I said, you know, you came up on my list as a high achiever. And I said, no, I'm not. And I said, but you won the Nobel Prize. <laughs> what does that say about the rest of us? Um, and the the Thinkers 50, um, that actually the, the radar list was uh, back in January, but last week they had their gala awards. Um, and I won the radar award as the number one emerging management thinker in the world. Wow. and talk about being shocked and when i was in the virtual backstage with the winners of the other awards and the the ranked list members we were all in shock all of us were in shock all of us had this imposter syndrome just creeping up and we just really didn't even know how to swallow this um and you know a friend of mine said and i have it written here uh, people with great humility don't think less of themselves. 
they just think of themselves less. And I found that with all of the extreme high achievers, they were incredibly humble, incredibly, incredibly humble, which is why it was such a joy to talk to them. And if you ask them, I always ask the, the Olympians, for example, I said, where do you keep your medal? And only two of them had it on display. Everyone else, it was under the bed, it was in a safe, it was in a brown paper bag in the sock drawer. One of them gave it all away um, because it was never about the medal. It was never about the medal. It was always about doing something great. And they will all say to me that the Nobel Prize, the Olympic medal, going to space, it's one chapter in their life. It's not the entire story. And I think that's what's so helpful. And my mentor said to me, do something important, not just interesting. Because when you do something important, you can have an impact. If it's interesting, it's a hobby. But if it's important, it'll have an impact. And if each of us want to leave this world a little better than we found it, we have to have an impact on the world. We have to do important things. And this is my part. Wow. That's just amazing. So. I mean, it, it, it is actually blowing my mind right now. I mean, I am definitely going to listen to this recorded audio myself actually to, you know, uh, gain more understanding out of it. Obviously, I understood each and every bit which you said, but it's not important just to, you know, listen, but it is really important to think on, on what you said and what we listen and what we read, right? And yeah. I'm pretty much sure that I'm going to listen it at least four to five times to <laughs> be able to, you know, uh, you know, have some great thoughts on it. And I'll be sharing that with you if you don't mind on Instagram or maybe on LinkedIn so that, you know, I can actually get it right that, you know, these are the things which I'm thinking. Is it to the point or what do you think about it? So I'm going to ask a lot of questions uh to you i hope you will be answering me uh i will do my best and i go into detail on all this and so much more in the book the success factor so definitely let me know what you think because there's a lot of ways when i talk about these four elements of success i don't just talk about it i then teach you how to implement it and i give options because what works for you in india may not work for me in the united states sure. so i need to find different ways of doing things and what works for you today may not work for you in a year from now so there has to be options so i tell people this is a book you're going to have on your 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 um nightstand and you're going to pick it up when you need help with a certain part and it'll help Wonderful, That'll wonderful. However, you know, uh, this is one question, uh, you know, which I normally ask to people and you studying high achievers and, you know, the winners, the successful people, where did that came from? Like, what was the motivation behind that? And at what age did it came? Was it like from the childhood, which you like you wanted to study those high achievers and become successful or what it was? No, I, I don't think I wanted to study it um, at a young age. I was always fascinated by people who are in their peak performance. I was glued to the Winter Olympics, the Summer Olympics, the Paralympics. I was always glued to things like that. The Nobel Prize, I naturally wake up at five in the morning just to hear who won. But it was when I was 43 that I decided to go back to school and really study this deeply. And at 43, while working full time is when I started 
getting my doctorate and here we are doctorate and book in hand wow that's pretty amazing i mean uh, i could have asked your age but i think that's um, that that wouldn't be good uh, it would be awkward <laughs> but you look very young i mean you are such a beautiful lady uh, i'm just honored to have you on the show and uh, you know just just the last uh, you know question over here and if people wants to buy a book that is the success factor where they can find it so wherever you love to buy books amazon barnes and noble walmart they have the book it's called the success factor so just look up the success factor or look up my name ruth gotian and you'll find it and it's coming out in january wow wonderful so i'm i'm eagerly waiting for it in in the month of january and uh, i'm pretty sure i'm i'm going to have one copy of it for sure um is is there a pre-booking which is available ruth So the presale is on now and actually um I encourage people to get it on the presale because of all the shipping problems that are happening now it's the ones who order it on the presale that are going to get it first and not that's, have it delayed. That's wonderful. So I'm definitely sure that I'm going to go for a presale and audience I would suggest you to do so as well because I'm definitely sure it's worth it and make sure to listen this episode at least two times because uh, you have to think on it or you have to think on the things which he said and i'm pretty sure uh, you know you are going to come up with greater thoughts and uh, obviously you can always connect get connected to her on um, linkedin or instagram i'm going to specify that those links in the description and also i'm going to specify the website of hers in the description so that you are just a click away from her go to her bio i mean go to her website or go to her instagram page or go to her linkedin and make sure if you have any question ask her okay i mean you are going to get the best possible answer from her side uh ruth i'm sorry i'm just saying it on your behalf but i am i i i told you before the show as well i'm really really excited <laughs> and uh, this 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 excitement is still on so thank you thank you so much uh, ruth for taking out your valuable time uh, i'm pretty much My sure pleasure. that uh you have added a great amount of value and you know people who who are listening to this podcast are definitely you know they have added a great value in their life by just listening to what you said so amazing ruth thank you so much again and audience for you if you feel that this episode or this podcast adds value in your life then make sure to share it with your loved ones because they deserve to know as well with that being said thank you so much for listening to this podcast this is aditya mehta along with ruth gotian signing off from this episode see you in the next one till then peace out